Some episodes might not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. So, honey, hmm? I have a question for you about uh, lockdown. Okay. When, when he's picking enemies and he finally selects one and he's targeting that en- enemy, would, would you say <laughs> would you say he's a uh, lockdown? Don't. <laughs> I knew it! I knew it! I knew it! Uh, In Forge of the Dragon Lord, our party embarks on the most traditional of adventures, raiding the lair of a powerful and ferocious dragon. But this is no ordinary dragon, and the Vault of Embers is no ordinary lair. Dragons are ferocious and greedy creatures, red dragons doubly so. Protective and vengeful in the extreme, plundering a red dragon's lair is a task reserved for only the bravest or most foolhardy. Within the Golden Archipelago dwells not just one, but dozens of red dragons, including the vengeance-crazed Pyre. From within his lair, the Vault of Embers, he assembles an army of dragonborn and war golems. When his plans are complete, he will unleash his army upon the Dragon Queen, who crippled his wings long ago. The party will need all of their wit and skill to infiltrate the vault and defeat the maddened dragon, for only the incomparable heat of Pyre's forge will allow them to melt away the adamantine shell of the fallen star and unlock the secret hidden within. So, last time we were together, so rudely interrupted by the expiration of time. We were over here where the pier was at and the ballista and everything. You guys, uh, <laughs> as my phone decides to be a jerk, um, you guys checked out the ballista, you found all the dragon forged armaments, the hidden weapons and everything. <coughs> Um, you briefly stepped into this pool area and decided we'll come back to this later. Came through these set of doors to where the kobolds had activated a pit trap um, and had left you guys a rope on purpose so you had a better chance of being able to get across the pit. And just as Mercer with Celine in a bag of holding for like three seconds, gets across and gets hurt from falling in and rolls out, three dragonborn show up from around the corner from Oricos's uh, alchemy lab and combat breaks out. Which I I, I gotta admit, for just a sec, Mercer had me laughing. (laughs) Didn't break a sweat taking on any of the bosses to get the metal shards, but what gets him? (laughs) It trapped. Because right after he's like, ow, I got boo-boos, help me. (laughs) Kiss my boo-boo, mommy. (laughs) You guys take care of the dragonborn. You had a door over here and a door down over here. And you guys went this way towards the the alchemy lab. Realized that Oricos was hiding in the lab. (laughs) And without a hesitation in your heads, just... You're dead. Boom, 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 boom. Who is Rector? 
and took her out and then just started collecting up everything. Um, Esther got the uh, specialty robes, which, side note, she has not spent the hour to attune to yet. Ah, right, right. Um, Celine got the unique random items robe that I slightly homebrewed. I take it you wrote down the notes for that? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, Mercer got, was it four jars or six jars of the finely powdered? Six. Six jars of the finely powdered uh, glowstone, which, uh, side note that I didn't mention, or I kind of mentioned was, you know that the glowstone does give off a natural glow. The difference with these though is these seem to be glowing much brighter than raw glowstone. Mm -hmm. So you can tell it's been very heavily refined into a fine powder, which says something about it. Uh, you also found the mithril extruder from the um, from the uh, the amber extruder device used to. Uh, freeze creatures into uh, amber statues and then there was four pieces of raw glowstone that Lockdown said he was going to hang on to um, that being said you also said you looked for documents and didn't find a whole lot but that was pretty much the end of it oh and um, because Esther got that robe Mercer made a point of saying Kate's jacket now. Oh, that's right. I need I need the stats and stuff for the robe because I'm right. gonna try to attune to it. Uh, can you screenshot it and send it to me? Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Is that's I'm gonna screenshot it. Oh shoot, sure. maybe you already. <laughs> maybe I did. Yeah, I check think I that. I did. Do it again because I don't know if I downloaded Messenger Lite or if it's an iPhone thing, but I can't. All right, I'll, I'll yeah, check it out. Just, yeah. um, are you guys gonna continue to in, uh, investigate in this room to see if there's anything else that you find? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah, no. Esther in the back don't find anything. <laughs> Mercer got a 15. And Celine got a uh, 19. Okay, so Mercer, being the explosives expert that he is, um, because coin the value of coin is basically what we've been using for your ingredients to make explosives and such. Yeah. He finds, the first thing he finds is a small pouch of these little like glass orbs about the size of a, a large shooter marble. Okay. That all have, that each of them have like a, a weird blue liquid in them. How many? There are 15 of them in there. Are these explosive? Uh, Side note, they do not look the same as the ones that were with the gun from earlier. These are different. Yeah, the, the, we never got the gun for the... No, but you had gotten three of the, or three or four of the bullets. I had five and two of them are gone. Yeah, and you traded the other three to Mordekane. What I'm saying is these are the same size as those, but completely different. Okay. Because I didn't want you to get confused with that. Um, Celine finds a hidden compartment that uh, holds <coughs> holds a oh dog. It has two certificates in it that are written in draconic, but look something like some sort of a coin-based certificate based off the appearance of it. 
That being said, I assume she doesn't speak Draconic, so she doesn't know what it says right off the bat. Oh, but she can ritually cast uh, Comprehend Languages. Okay. So, ten minutes later. Okay, so they are two uh, Draconic certificates that are worth uh, 200 gold each. (coughs) And it says uh, that they need to be taken to the Jewelry Forge to be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Redeemed. Redeemed, thank you. Wow. Um, But along with that, she also, it it looks like there should have been more papers in that file. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily, like it's almost like one of those xylophone looking files and it had three slots in it. One slot had just basic journal pages written into it, so whatever Oracos was working on, she obviously wrote down like just personal experiences. Nothing documented that's of any useful information, just thoughts, ideas, da-da-da-da-da. Got it. One slot is empty, but looks like it should have had paperwork in it, and then that third slot had those certificates in it. Okay. And I, well, Locked On already found the ropes and the jars and everything, so I'm not going to worry about him trying to find anything else. But past that, uh, unless you're going to spend more time in here, that's all you find. Cool. Oh, I didn't, I didn't tell you. Mercer found uh, 300 gold worth of various ingredients to make explosives as well. Cool. Question. Hmm. Uh, I shouldn't say familiar ingredients that he knows he can use for explosives. We have not had a chance to rest or anything since our last fight, right? That is correct. Uh, Well, you guys did do a long rest before you went into here, because you did a Liamman's Tiny Hut, then proceeded forward. Oh, okay, so we're good then. Well, that that comes back around to you guys. Are you expended and need a long rest? Yes. Okay. Okay. Which, Which we... Use this room to do so. Yeah. Well, before you do that, since Esther and Zabak are the ones right here at the door, I need perception checks from the two of you. Oh man! I if Mercer and Selene want to give me perception checks as well, they can, but it will be for something different. Uh, okay, Zabak's gonna perceive it with a nineteen. Esther is oblivious; she's probably high on skid again. Okay, so. Zabak with her 19 notices something kind of familiar on this wall right here. Oh. She goes up to investigate it. What did Mercer and Selene get? So Mercer got a 11. Selene got a uh, 13. 13. Alright, so with the 13 from across the hallway over here, Celine is hearing um, Oh my. As it sounds like liquid metal or hammering or something is going on okay. in that room. Okay, I don't like this. <clears throat> So, what are you guys doing? 
So as soon as she gets up to the wall, she notices <coughs> in a slightly door-shaped pattern, the wall, there's a set of lines, cracks in the wall that kind of make like a door. Just as you get up to it, she sees the door slide to the side, the wall slide to the side a little bit, and a cobalt head sticks out and goes, Hi, are you the ones helping us with the revival, the, the, Hi. the, Viva, against Pyre? Viva la revolution, little one. Oh, okay. Do you, are you guys doing okay? Do you need help? Do you need to rest? Do you, do you, have, any, do you have any food? Because it wasn't, wasn't rations we, we, a problem. We, we need a rest, too. Yeah. No, we just, we got, uh, we got some rations. We're good for a handful of days, but we need a rest. Well, I am putting some soup on as I stay in here. If you guys want, I can add a little bit more to it and probably give you guys all a bowl. How many of you are there? One, two, three. How many? There's, there's, how many of you? Three, four? Uh, five. Five. Yeah, we can make six bowls for you and me, but you have to get in here now. Right, I can't let on. you stay in here come on, everyone. indefinitely, and I can only let you stay in here once, and you think past that, uh, there's a too much of a risk of getting caught, and then I'll get in trouble. Right, right. Everyone in, quick. All right, so you guys all come to here with this little guy. As he gets back to the food. Boom. 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 Her. And there's locked up. So this room is completely hidden, um, which means you don't need to cast any spells, you don't need to do anything for detection purposes or anything like that. You guys can just rest if you need to rest. And he has a very um, interesting type of stew cooking up. It's got a lot of spices in it. It's got some very basic vegetables, but it also has a kind of a clam sort of smell to it. So you can tell he probably raided a little bit of this pool room where these clam shells were at. Ah. <clears throat> and there's a brief smell of sea salt in it as well. Okay. <laughs> oh, that smells delicious. You're very generous. We really appreciate the help. No problem, no problem. I, uh, I, I like to help as much as I can. Oh, you're a dear. Saluting explains that there's, sounds like some, maybe some forging or something's happening on the other side of the hall while they're eating. He kind of points in that direction. He goes, down over there, does it sound like hammering and metal and stuff? That's the jewelry forge. Oh, well, that works there out are perfectly. Azars in there who make jewelry for Lux. They're, they're forced to by Pyre. Pyre doesn't do jewelry, so the Azars are forced to make all the jewelry over there. Oh, that's hardly fair. No, that's... Are they, are they violent in nature? Most... Uh, in general, Azars are typically violent, but these Azars, as long as you don't try to steal the jewelry, usually can be kind of diplomatic and willing to talk, but if you become a problem and you get in the way and you start interrupting their work, then they get frustrated. 
because uh, they know that if they don't get projects done on time, they, they, they die. Ew. Although, oh. I will admit, those hammers that they use, ooh, those are wonderful hammers. <laughs> So is there anything else you guys are doing other than eat, sleep? Do you want to spend the extra hours so you can attune to your robe? Yes, I do. Okay. You sent it to me, right? No, I did. I thought you said you had it. No, I don't. Okay. Yeah, I'll send it to I, you here in just a second. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if it's if I downloaded Messenger Lite or if it's an iPhone thing, but I can't do the you know show me. Robo just stars. All right. So it's going to have a partial picture, but it's going to have the entire uh, definition to it, and it's going to get sent to you as a picture. Cool. Part of it might look uh, well here. Just do your best. I'm, I'm trying. That's My all right. phone is being silly. There we go. So I just sent that to you. Do you still need the thing for the robe of items that, I, that Celine got, or did you write it all down? I got that it has, this is what I have. Oh yeah, new robe of stars. Um, it has two oh, daggers, two bullseye lanterns, two ten-foot quills, uh, or two, sorry, two ten-foot poles, two hempen rope, and then two, two sacks. And then it has two pockets, and four times a day I can pull something random out of it. Um, so and the, so I can't put things in it other than what came out of those pockets. Right. So the items that you just listed off are all patches yep. that are on it. When you pull one of those patches off, it turns into the object Correct. that it looks like. Yeah. I, I, I'm assuming you kind of know what this item already is. Okay. Mm. Um, but the pocket part, obviously, I changed up a little bit. Yep. <clears throat> just because I don't want to... I, I, I don't like necessarily unless it's a spell scroll or something putting a lot of effort into an item if it's not going to be continuously useful mm -hmm. if it's a spell scroll or a potion or like these dragon forged armaments that i get but if it's something that is going to work for about eight days and then yeah. oh you used everything up it's useless now it's like okay why other than the arcane crystals near the beginning because you guys definitely benefited from the extra boost it's like why? Because, I mean, not all magical things are permanent. Yeah. But there's such a huge list of magical items. <laughs> so, not eight, but nine hours later, uh, Esther is now attuned to her robe. You yes. guys have fully rested. Uh, the kobold wakes you guys up and he goes, you're going to want to get going. Um, I'm going to okay. seal this area off. Let's go, everyone. Not, not like seal myself in, but sealed off to where only I can go out. You guys won't be able to get back in. Fair enough. Again, it's just for my own safety because we try to use this again. There's too much of a high risk of this room getting discovered by right. who else might still be out there. That's right. fine. All right. <clears throat> so you guys all come back out here in the hallway. What's going on now? Uh, gonna head over to the jeweler's area. Right, is that Mercer that's going over to the door? Yeah, with Celine. Okay. 
So the doors are shut, but you're you're still hearing the pounding, the hammering, the sound of me uh, liquid metal being poured, and then obviously steaming like crazy. Um, he's gonna investigate for traps real quick, just to make sure that no one's booby trapped it. Yeah. Okay. Always a wise idea. A ten. You don't find anything. He opens the door. You open up the door to see a stifling chamber where much of the massive jewelry worn by Lux and her court is produced. The room is full of workbenches and crucibles of melting and casting metal, gem cutting tools, and well, as well as unfinished pieces of dragon-sized jewelry. An enormous necklace is in the process of being cast when you arrive. Crucibles of molten gold bubble away near a huge handcrafted mold of draconic scale. Um, in here you also see... Well, because I can't find all the skinny minis. You see three Azar... that way. Three Azars in here, hard at work. When the door opens, they uh, they stop, they look, and they're like, we have no interest in your rebellion, we have no interest in any of whatever's going on out there. You guys are being too, dis too distracting. We've got to get to work. You owe me 400 gold. Oh. Selene holds up two pamphlets. One of the Azars come over real quick. Let me see him. Looks at both of the papers and goes, all right, give me just a second. Goes over, pulls a small crate out, pops it open, flips it, and you see two gold bars come out. And he goes, yep, 200 each. There you go. All right. Bye. Get Good out day. of here. Go wow. away. Slate walks off. <clears throat> We're just kind of looking over another second. Give me a perception check. <laughs> that's a natural 20. So uh, that's going to be a 21. Um, on the far side of the room, over here by this anvil, mm -hmm. he all, uh, he notices several silver ingots. Now you get to give me an intelligence check. I need the silver ingots. It's on my list. Mm -hmm. uh, real quick, how much for the silver ingots over there? He stops. He goes, excuse me? Did I not just say we're in the middle of working? Yes, and I'm uh, going to pay you for the silver ingots. How much? Silver ingots? Yeah, right over there. Far wall. Okay, I... And then I'll be out of your hair. I need a persuasion check <laughs> to convince them. Oh, wow. Uh, that's that's going to be a 20 total. <laughs> I rolled a 19 plus 1. You are yeah. entirely too lucky. <clears throat> he stops. He's like, uh, okay, um, 120 gold, and you can have the silver ingots. Reaches in, pulls out uh, 120 gold. There you go. He goes over. Grabs a little crate full of them, walks over, almost shoves it into Mercer's face as he's head level. Before he, goes, he does, get out! He grabs his bag and like, thanks. And he's like, 
pushing Mercer out of the room by shutting the door. Hey, dude. Out! We're working! Get out! Bro, come on. Esther encourages you to come with. <laughs> Come on, man. Let's see what, let's I was about to say, if you're going to resist, it's an opposing strength check. <laughs> Mercer is just like, he's just dead staring at the door at the moment. Alright, one more perception check. 16. <laughs> you hear like more of a whisper. He goes, Sorry, sacks of scales and their stupid little friends causing all this trouble. We're trying to get this freaking work done. Clank, clank, clank as he goes back to work. Kicks open the door, force bolts that guy. Bruh, no! <laughs> no! <laughs> Why are uh, Okay. Dude, Give me a like, sec. Though. Why? Why? This is the last it's thing Mercer. We need. It's Mercer. Are we really that surprised? <laughs> Uh, that's that's gonna be a uh, um, a twenty five to hit him. All right, give me a sec to find him here. And at the same time, he sits there, and I is even trying to be nice. Boom. No. Boom. The back attempts to tackle you before you. I already fired. No. Because I've already attacked, and I'm gonna hit him like a Mack truck. Alright, I'll just roll in your shoulder then. Okay. I'm fine, I'm fine. Slide that over. Just like that. We'll work out he's not going to do it. Yeah, it was. Oh, okay. He's just, he's in a, he's in a bad place right now. For, now, here, here's the, here's the there it is. He called me little. <laughs> Which is hilarious because he's literally the same. Exactly. That, that, that's actually... That makes it worse. Alright. Had he probably not said that, I probably would just kick the door and then ran off. Um... But because he said stupid little friends. Yep. He hit. He hit a nerve. <laughs> he, hit, he hit the don't go button. Okay, so. so I'm sorry. You rolled a what? 25 to hit him. 25. That's a hit. Uh, 16 points force damage. 16. You better kill him. So that's... That was max damage. Right. Okay, so that becomes... 23. <coughs> Alright, so now it's initiative. As you see, all three of these guys pick the shields up next to them and pull, hold up. Oh, and the, the one guy's moved five foot away. So he's yeah. moved this way, mm -hmm. almost into his buddy, like. Bro, why are you like this? That's what I do. Mm -hmm. 
gonna we're gonna find out what uh the little little Jimmy's doing in just a second. <coughs> he, he he done he done made Mercer mad. Man, everything makes Mercer mad. Well, yeah. All right. Let's see here. What did Mercer get? Uh, Mercer got twenty-three. Esther. Esther got a nine. Celine. Nine. What's Celine and Esther's uh, dexterities? Sixteen. I think they have the same dex. Uh, fourteen. Okay, so Esther will go before Celine. What did Zabak get? Zabak got a fifteen. And locked on. Yeah. Thirteen. So it's gonna go Mercer, the Azars, Zabak, Locked On, Esther, and tailing up the end will be Celine. So Mercer, what are you doing now? He reaches into his pouch, grabs one of the little uh, bluish glass balls, little things. Mm -hmm. Catapult. Alright, so what you're gonna do is you'll roll the deck. Once I roll the deck save for the catapult spell, <coughs> it'll be another dexterity saving throw. And if uh, hit or miss with that one, it's going to be 3d4 um, fire damage. Okay. So they need to make. It's just this guy that needs to make the deck save, right? Yes. Oh, and the uh, area of effect for those things is just the spot where it hits, so... Okay, just a five foot. Yeah, just a five foot. That's a natural 20, so 21. Uh, okay, so... <coughs> it would uh, technically go past him and right into the next guy. Why would it go past him? Because when you... Because with the catapult, mm -hmm. like, if they, they can... They can Side shift out of the way of the, the projectile, so it go it goes in a straight line until it hits a hits a solid until it hits an object. Most time when I'm placing it, I'm placing it like right against them, so there's not. I mean, other than hitting them, it it stops anyways. But this one's going in a strike like chest. So then this guy's got to make a deck save. Yeah, because it's gonna hit him. Is that the end of the line for the catapult spell, or is there a chance it hits the foundry? It would hit the, the foundry point? then. If he makes his save. Yeah. That's going to be a 20. Okay, so, so it hits the boundary. boundary. Okay. So it goes into the little forge, and just inside the forge is just a... Man, what did you do? Force can. No. <laughs> <coughs> uh, it's going to be a 24 to hit. A what to hit? 24. That's a hit. Same guy? Yeah, the front guy. So he takes eight points of damage and has moved five feet into the other guy. <laughs> Lord. Yeah. Alright, so this guy gets put kind of trips up but doesn't lose his footing here as this guy falls to the ground and is knocked prone. Um you said eight points of damage, so yep. two, twenty-one, twenty, nineteen, eighteen, seventeen, sixteen, fifteen. He's not happy. He very, very not happy. Um, it is their turn. No. <sighs> okay. So this guy spends half his movement to get up. 
This guy goes 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. This guy goes 5, 10, 15, 25, 20, 25, and this guy 5, 10, 15. Both of them, because Mercer's been the only That's fine. attacker, they're going to try to hit him now. First guy, 23 to hit. Hits. Second guy, 18 to hit. Miss. Misses on an 18? I thought your AC was 18. 19 now, thanks to Kate's jacket. Yep. Did it give you a plus one to your AC? It does. Mm -hmm. oh. Sure does. Well, the one that does hit, you take eight points bludgeoning damage and then an additional four points uh, fire damage. <coughs> so which one hit me? Uh, we'll say the skinny mini version one. Okay, and which one have I been? And I've been hitting the... The one in the back here is the one you've been hitting. Got it. All right, well, after I kill your friend back there, I'm killing you next. Man, why are we gonna kill anybody? Come on. Uh, and it is Zabak's turn. All right, let's get this over with then. She's gonna just push her way through to get to. We'll let you get through to get to the other side of him. Pardon me well, there, for my first really, attack. Well, hang on, hang on. How's that possible? Cause because they'd be considered difficult trying to move through their square. So, okay, she can, so. She'll, she can still get, so, mm -hmm. so it'd be five, because we're letting her through her, our well, square. from here to here is five. Okay, so five, so ten, ten, and then fifteen, 15 20, twenty-five right Yeah, here. she can get right there. All right. Okay. And that's an eighteen to hit. You'd have advantage. Oh. Which one are you hitting? The one right in front of me. The skinny mini one? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So, yeah, you have advantage to hit. Oh, even better. Not a critical. Uh, so... 22 to hit. That hits. Yes, it does. Stop, right? That's right. 10 slashing damage. Okay. And for my second attack. Oh. Didn't need it. It's going to be a 25 to hit. Totally misses. I know. It's so sad. <laughs> oh, and it Almost the exact same damage, another 10. <coughs> now he's not too happy. <coughs> and that's Zabak's turn. Mm -hmm. Celine's turn. The one directly in front of her mm -hmm. needs to give me a wisdom saving throw. Well, because he's wait, right. hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you do that, I change my mind. I may change my mind. Are they wearing metal armor? Oh man. Um, no. They are made of metal. <gasps> do it. Do it. Let me hang on. Let me read this real quick here. Uh, crafted from bronze. So yeah, their bodies are made out of bronze. Heck yeah. And do they, and they actually have flaming hair? 
Yeah. Oh. Flaming fire. hair, flaming beards, and then of course the hammers are. Oh, fire's probably not going to work on it. So, uh, yeah, no. Did, yeah. Uh, wisdom saving throw, casting discern whispers. Wisdom saving throw? Yep. Okay. 16. Okay, see, that's going to be. Okay, so they'll take half damage and doesn't have to move away. It's just this guy, right? Yep. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Uh, two, four, five, two points of damage. Two points of damage? Yeah, I roll five, round it in, down, would be two points. That sucked. Okay, so... Got that. Um... I completely skipped a bunch of people. Oh no. I don't know why I said Celine. Because after Zabak was supposed to be locked on and Esther. Oh, that's what happens. So let them go now. Oh, that's how the cookie cookie crumbles, honey. <clears throat> uh so locked on. <sighs> Locked on is actually going to dash because all of the hallways and rooms are 20 feet high. He's going to dash and be flying right here. What's interesting is the height of this is exactly four inches. So where he's flying at is pretty much how high you guys could get if you're flying. Oh, nice. Gives you an idea how high the ceiling is. Oh, there we go. It's not perfectly to scale because of the size of the base, but it works. It works. So he flies. He's kind of at odds right now because he didn't have a problem with these guys. Mercer did. So he's like, I'm kind of, I'm not sure here. I'm a little torn. Um, Esther's torn. All right. Uh, well, Zvac is like, well, they're clearly working for the bad guys. So just take them out. Esther's like, man, I don't want to put a dog in this fight. Uh, did Lockdown do anything? He he dashed to fly in there, uh, and he's currently flying. Right she's now. gonna hold her action. She's gonna hold a magic missile attack uh, at second level. So if somebody aggro's on her and attacks her, she'll blast them back. But mm. she's gonna not do anything. Okay. Blatantly aggressive. So. And then Celine took her turn, so we're back to the top of the line, or so. 
the guy in the back. Okay. Um. Gonna start with bonus action, uh, force bolt. Force bolt. Oh, the force, force cannon. cannon. Oh, yeah. Is this a new spell? Yeah, I've not heard of this before. Twenty-four. That hits. Twelve points. Oh, excuse me. He's not looking too good. And then he will. He's not sure if this is going to work or not, but he's going to try anyways. He's going to try to um, uh, firebolt him. And <coughs> that's going to be an amazing 11. Okay, roll your damage. 18. As you hit him with the firebolt, mm-hmm. you see it meld some of the bronze back together. I thought so. Your standard Azar is just immune to fire. These particular ones heal by fire as well. Oh, crap. And that's what you just saw Man. with your firebolt attack is. Uh, don't use fire. Fire bad. Obviously. <laughs> and uh, it's their turn. The one in the back's just like, Ugh. all right. So now, this one's going to go after Mercer, this one's going to go after Celine, this one's going after the back. So we'll start with the ones on Mercer and Celine, because those two aren't going to have advantage. So Mercer, that's going to be a dirty 20 to hit. Oh. Celine, that's uh, going to be a 23 to hit. Mm. And then the back, that's going to be a crit. Oh, not fair. All right. So, back up to the top. Mercer will take three points of bludgeoning damage and six points of fire damage as he gets hit with the hammer. Celine will take five and five, so five points bludgeoning, five points fire. And the back is going to take four points bludgeoning and ten points fire damage as she gets critted on. Why have you done this? Why? Did uh, Zabak hit with the bladed oar? Yeah, she did. Okay. I made a small mistake of it. Okay. That was my mistake, so I'm gonna remember it for next time. Uh, and that's their turn, so it is now the back's turn. All right. Oh, that was just rude, now wasn't it? And I still have advantage on that one guy that I attacked last time. Sweet boy. The skinny mini one, yeah. Ooh. Thing too. Uh, fourteen to hit. How much? Fourteen. That is a miss. Dang it. She was enraged by this turn of events. Especially since her first attack missed. But her second attack is not going to miss because that's an 18 plus 7. So that's going to hit. How does it hit? I'm not even doing the math because I don't want to. Frick. Okay. Well, that's 8 points of damage at least. 
On this guy? Oh, no, no. Ten. Ten points of damage? Yes. Okay. And as she hits him, she takes nine points of fire damage as the heat flies back on her. Ugh! All right. Remember, you're raging, so it's half. Oh, so how much was it then? It was nine points, so, so rounded down to eight. Yeah, four. Okay. Ah, oh, be careful. Ah, uh, so that was the back. Locked on his turn. <laughs> um, we're going to do percentage roll. Yeah, he's still very, very torn about this. So he's going to... He is going to hold his attack action should any of his current team members fall is when he will... Um, Mercer makes a quick comment. <laughs> if you want one of their hammers, you better start helping. Otherwise, they're all mine. <laughs> well, well, that's just rude. Uh, <coughs> As he just looks up at him. All right. I'm going to... All right. What he can do? With, with a... Slightly annoyed and frustrated look on his face, he descends down 20 feet next to this guy and just kind of goes, you got to stop. Bonus action creates the shadow blade and then with booming blade just swings into him. And that, of course, <laughs> it's a crit. The guy that Mercer has been laying into, and I crit. <laughs> of course, he can't see this at the moment. Mercer just has a grin on his face. Why? I, I got to know what's going on in Mercer's mind right now. It's, it's just the fact <laughs> of, I know he likes the blacksmithing weapons and whatnot, and they've already been said that they are very nice hammers. Damn. The fact that I've just been like, you want a hammer, you're going to help. And then he's like, he comes down and for him. <laughs> his his uh, provoking worked. Oh. That's the that's the the train of thought. So with that crit, this thing had twenty one hit points, and he did twenty two points. The majority of that damage was from the booming blade attack. So, with a thunderous crack, Mer what Mercer and Celine and Zabak, I, I, well, no, because Zabak's been wailing on this guy, so her back's turned to him. What Mercer especially sees, because his focus has been on that guy, is just flakes of bronze disintegrate in fire as he just kind of goes, crack! Oh. And he just looks back at Mercer, reaches down, picks the hammer up. Mercer holds a thumbs up with, get, a, with a grin on his face. You get the sense that he's flipping you off with his mind right now. <laughs> Mercer doesn't care. He's just like, <coughs> big old cheese grin on his face. The only other things you see left laying on the ground is this small little orb that's on fire that you can tell is magical fire mm -hmm. and a shield, a spiked shield, I should say. 
That's fine. Um, so that was Lockdown's turn. It is Esther's turn. And this guy is oh. gone. Uh, Alright, fine. I guess we better just get rid of these boys. Can I have a couple d4? Now I can add this to... Please and thank you. <laughs> Level 3, bitch! <laughs> oh, I thought... Okay. 21 points of damage. On. on who? The last one. There's two up. Oh. One from Mercer, one from Celine. Well, I have a better line of sight over Mercer's head, so the one in front of Mercer. And you did how much? 21. 21. So... 18. Yes. Alright, and it is Celine's turn. Uh, the one in front of Mercer. Uh, wisdom saving throw, vicious mockery. That's gonna be a even 10. So, nope, that's a fail. So, 2d4 psychic damage. And has damage <coughs> on its next attack. For seven points. On this one? Yep. Okay. You said disadvantage? Yep. Alright, remind me of that. We'll do. Uh, back up to the top of the line, Mercer. directly in front of him. Bonus action, force cannon. Okay, so I have a question for you. Yes. Your force cannon is technically magical, correct? Yes. So wouldn't that be disadvantaged? It is. Oh, okay. I've never, you've never been in a position like that? Well, you have said that mm -hmm. before. I forgot about it. Yeah, I, I've been I've been rolling as is. Uh, 15 hit. Misses. Okay. Um... That's it. All right. <coughs> that was Mercer. Mercer. So it's their turn. Uh, yeah, they're both going to try to swing at Mercer and Celine again. Oh, so first one on Mercer. That's disadvantage. You are correct. Uh, failed. I, I, I don't. I. I'm not going to try to figure out what the number is. I just know based off that roll it was a fail. And then the one on Celine. Bonus action cutting words takes seven off of that. Yeah. Or sorry, reaction. It's a reaction. Okay. Is that that thing you have to do before I tell you? Okay. So that makes it a nine. So that's a miss. Yep. That's an interesting thing. It's almost like the, uh, the reaction for the shield effect. <laughs> I see. No, 
that, that was the Azar looking at Celine, going, "Okay, I'm not hurting you anymore. Stop." Yeah. <laughs> That's just good timing. <laughs> okay, um, it is um, it's a Baxter. <laughs> <coughs> Let's go! First attack. Is she still raging? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, that's 26 to hit. That's a hit. Uh, Sixteen points of damage. He fell down, go boom. He fell down, go boom. And uh, she took... That was nine points of fire from hitting him, so rounded down four points of fire. And for her next attack, she's gonna scrooge on over. Same thing as before. When she when he goes down, all the bronze that makes his makes up his body disintegrates, and all that's left is the hammer, that little ball on that's on fire, and a spiked shield. Yep. Alright, so she scrooges over to flank the next one with Mercer. She just shifts over five feet. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's gonna be critical, my guy. He's dead. Yes, he what, is. What'd you roll? I rolled a natural twenty. Oh, okay. Ha! 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 That was max 18, for the... 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24 points of damage. Okay. This is already cut in half, but you'll take another five points of fire damage as you hit him. Okay. And he fall down, go boom. Oh! <laughs> Are you happy now? I am as Mercer reaches down, grabs a hammer, and grabs the core and puts it in his bag. Now somebody please heal me. He picks up the core. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Celine, would you be so kind? Yep, get that out here in a second. Thank you. Let me give you a chance here. Evens or odds? Evens. I got odds. <laughs> Mercer burns his hand as he goes to pick up the core. Well, that serves you right. Because it's still on fire. <laughs> he reaches into his bag, pulls out his tools, grabs a pair of tongs. Okay. At this point, he also knows that if he puts that up to anything flammable, it's going to catch on fire. Um, tongs are metal. Well, I know that, but if earlier he said, I put it in my bag, mm. his bag would definitely be flammable. My bag is also uh, an interdimensional space, so it's not actually touching the bag. That is true. How you don't easily weigh on this one, DM? Well, I'm going to play devil's advocate because that could still be consisted as doing damage, and there's no specification as to which side of the bag has to take damage in order for it to flip out of existence. Oh, man. You just don't want him to have a back No, 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 no. There's a very specific way to be able to get the core, because I knew he was going to go after a core. It's just, if it's going to be a, I pick it up and throw it in the bag, okay, well, there's risk involved in that. Well, now that he's, you know, he's been burned once, he's going to think this out logically. Um, you immediately start start to see locked on, start looking around, going, uh... We're probably metal. Metal box around here somewhere. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Thought you'll be a 27 <coughs> investigation. 
Technically, it'd be a passing number, but from where he's standing, he does not see anything. Well, he'd be walking in with them. Like, he's literally, he has them, he's walking in. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You didn't say that the first time. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what he's doing. But, okay, so as he gets to right here, he sees a small little crate right here mm -hmm. with uh, little steel crucibles in them. <clears throat> they're not magical, but they're giving off some sort of a shimmering sort of glow to them. He goes and grabs them. <coughs> they look kind of like small little urns, but they're shaped like crucibles. And Lockdown goes, that's what I'm looking for. I need one of those. And if you're going to hang on to that core thing, you want to use that. I'm going to hang on to all three cores. I, no. <laughs> I took the first guy out. That's mine. That's fine. I get the other two. Shouldn't she get the other two because she killed them? I don't want any. Unlike you, we don't work that way. <sighs> okay. I know what you can use them for, but okay. Yeah, I do too. I'll make a uh, intelligence roll. Because it's magical in nature. And I'm an artificer. <laughs> True. That's going to be a 24. Okay, so you know that these little orbs are called Crafter's Inner Flame. They are a small portion of whoever it was that crafted the Azar. It's as if the, that crafter took a small piece of his own soul to put into the Azar, mm -hmm. which is what? Just kind of like the on switch, but then develops into their own personality and everything. Yep. Um, you also know that they can't, that those crafters inner flame cores can be used sometimes for blacksmithing enchantments. Um, you all, and what did you say you rolled? 23 or 24? 24. 24. Yeah, I'll give it to you. You also know that it can sometimes be used for recreating an Azar or something similar. Though it's usually not recommended, given that that's a portion of somebody else, so it usually bears a unknown effect. But he grabs he grabs the crucibles, hands one to locked on, takes the others. How many in total are there? There were three. Okay, so he takes the other two, scoops them up, and his bags go. He grabs both hammers. Is it just a, like a regular spike shield? Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the two war hammers that he picks up, um, they are flaming war hammers. So on top of the standard statistics for a war hammer, 1d8 slash 1d10 if used two-handed, yep. also does an additional 1d6 fire damage. Then that's not a standard flaming weapon. I, didn't say, I said on top of the standard <laughs> statistics for a war hammer, it does 1d6 flaming. Well, yeah. Well, when you said flaming, so the, the flaming weapons are 2d6. That's why I was throwing me off. This oh, thing. yeah. No, I'm, I'm sorry. If I if I said that, that's not what I meant. It's it's not a standard flaming weapon. Got it's it. an Azar's Warhammer. Okay. But the, the magical effect behind it is that 
they do an additional 1d6 flaming. Got it. Because that's how it is for the Azar when they use it. Yep. And then he proceeds to grab all the gold. Precious gems, molten gold, and golden bars. There is a thousand gold pieces worth among it, as well as thousand gold pieces in molten gold, gold bars, and precious gems wow. among numerous ingots of less precious metals such as steel, copper, and brass. Takes them all. Like he he intentionally cools the, or like he he intentionally pours out the molten gold mm-hmm. into because they're gonna have they're gonna have some type of molds around here. Okay. He just dumps it down into the mold so that they can cool relatively quickly um, and getting it off the fire. So he is completely okay with taking what he knows to be a piece of jewelry from Lux. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I don't care. <laughs> okay. We're working on dethroning her anyways. Why it's we... not really theft if she's going to die soon anyway. It's just climbing so like what, So why do I care? Okay, I just... I'll blame it on Pyre anyways when I shake his butt. <laughs> okay. So, uh, the gold, the molten gold, the gold bars, and the precious gems, that all adds up to a thousand gold pieces. Mm-hmm. The nice. steel, copper, and brass all combined together adds an additional 400 gold pieces in value. That being said, the only other things you see in here are the standard gold maker's tools. And the forges themselves. Well, the forges aren't removable, so I don't right. take those, otherwise I would. Yeah. But it does throw all the jewelers. Okay, so essentially them. you have three complete sets of jewelers kits. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, so like I said, he takes a few moments, he collects everything up and waits for the, the gold to cool as he's poured it out, you know, in molds. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever, just... Uh, cool down and consolidate it. So, slightly irritated, Lockdown looks at you guys and goes, okay, so you guys have all the stuff for Oracles's thing that that you guys know about. Yep. That we need to get into the next area. I have one small thing I need to take care of in this area, so if you guys want to run that stuff back to him, I will catch up with you probably either here or somewhere between here and back there again. What you doing? I have some other stuff I'm going to collect up real quick because I have an idea. If it doesn't work, I, I'm not out anything, but I want to see if it will work. Mercy's like, what you doing? Don't worry about it. It's not going to be anything against you guys. If anything, you'll find it quite fascinating. Okay. He walks off. So you guys go back down to Horikos' mm-hmm. lab. And he's just right back at it again. He just looks around and goes, Oh! You guys are back. Yeah. You get all the stuff. I walk oh, over. Well, alrighty then. Let's get to it. Pulls out his pulls out his uh, tools. So he pulls out the blueprint plans, 
And he goes, okay. First part of this is just patience. As you see him take all the silver ingots, put them in a large crucible, set them over in a fire so that they melt. And as soon as it melts to a liquid, he begins pouring it into various molds. Because as soon as this cools, we need to put these pieces together with that mithril extruder. Then we need to mix the dragon salts up and we attach it all together then. So if you're going to help him. The only time you actually notice Mercer is actually like, quote, quote, calm and collected mm -hmm. is when he's working on this stuff. <laughs> and that's exactly what Zabak, Esther, and Celine see is the two of these guys just do this, go here, they do this, and yeah, clink, put that together. And I assume Mercer is just completely collective with oh, himself yeah. and total teamwork, oh, calm, yeah. the whole nine. In a few minutes, you guys have this weird looking, it almost looks like a cannon attached to a crossbow sort of idea. And he goes, all right, all you have to do is, um, uh, and he starts looking through his papers again as the DM actually goes through double checking his own notes. Do, 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 do. Catalytic energy converter. He goes, okay, all you have to do is point it at the the shield energy wall, whatever thing. Inside this little cannon head here, right here, is a trigger. Point, aim, and boom. And you're good. Just after you guys get done, you see Lockdown come walking in. He's got a weird looking wrist thing. He's got a few feet of hose and what looks like the first three feet of that arm thing that was spraying the amber as well as like three or four tanks and he goes ormix i need to know if you can try it and put something together for me real quick well not quick but if you can try to do something for me okay he's making an he wants an amber uh flamethrower well an amber thrower portable he goes no close but no I, uh, one of the other kobolds, uh, before he died, was actually able to sneak into Oracos's lab and get some papers for me. And he sets the stuff down, he pulls out some papers, and Celine immediately re recognizes them as the papers that should have been in that file. Yep. And he goes, this is supposedly blueprints to be able to alter this stuff to function differently but similar with other material. I'm wanting to know if you can build it. If that's possible, I will give you the uh, other half of the coin I earned from last month's pay. Plus maybe some other supplies that can help you with other work you want to work on. Or, and Orma, or, 
Wormix kind of goes. <sighs> Fine. You're a generous man. <sighs> Mercer's like kind of like inching his way over to look at the plants. He quickly rolls them up, hands them off the Ormix, and goes, I, I'll give you something as well, but mm, mm, this is mine. This has been my project. Mine. You can have it. I just wanted to see it. <coughs> as he starts inching his way over to the cobalt. <laughs> Ormix stops. He looks at Mercer and goes, Don't you have a dragon to go kill? Let me rephrase this. Don't you have an adamantine armored mithril winged blacksmith dragon to go kill? Mr. I, I need a forge? Oh, that's true. Yeah, man. I want to see those papers when we're done. Papers to me. Uh, he can have the thing. I just want to see it. I, just, I like to tinker. It's what I do. It, it, that's up to him. As he points back at Lockdown, he goes, let's go deal with Pyre. And Tarkantos. <coughs> As he goes walking out. Alright. This back over here. So you guys get up to this point. Just before you cross this threshold. How bad are you? Me? Yes, um, oh, I'm about half of what I could be. <clears throat> so, honey, mm -hmm. I have a question for you about uh, lockdown. Okay. When, when he's picking enemies and he finally selects one and he's targeting that en enemy, would, would you say? Don't. Would Don't. you say he's uh, locked up? Don't! <laughs> I knew it! I knew it! I knew it! Uh, I love you, <laughs> You gave back uh, fourteen hit points. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> uh, it's forty-seven. <laughs> All right. So as you guys get to right here. Um, well, what order do you want to be in? Let's start with that. Let's put the meat shields <laughs> up far in the front. Okay. That's not a meat shield. That's yeah. a meat shield. Okay. Selene will cast mage armor, and she'll be behind the back. Right. And Mercer will be behind Locke. And then Esther's going to be... Following up the rear again. Okay. We'll put her behind Selene for right now. Alright. So... You guys can give me an investigation check. Unless you have a passive perception that's above an 18. <laughs> no. no. So 19 investigation for Mercer. Ah! Uh! Perceives nothing. The back can barely perceive her own self breathing right now, I guess. 
13 for mm, Selene. Yeah, no. Alright. So, Mercer with a 19, just as they start to walk that way, notices an unusual beam of light that just seems out of place. Where? <clears throat> From this corner, coming to this corner. And when I say beam, I don't mean like a beam, but it's a beam of light that functions more like a wall. No, I take that back. I'm sorry. What color <coughs> is it? <coughs> hey, guess what? We started selling merchandise. Check out the link in the description below and see what we've got. I guess can can he also make an arcana check to see if he can discern what the heck it is? Yes. And for to answer your question, it's a standard just white light. Fifteen. A fifteen. I'll give it to you. Um, the beam of light. Uh, you'd know that it's probably some sort of a trigger for some kind of a trap. And you would know that it's going to take an Arcana check to try to disable it. Okay. Um, Selene gives Mercer Bardic Inspiration and he will attempt to disable it. Oh yeah. Just to be safe. 30. <laughs> so he, um, does he still have his short sword on him? Uh, he has a whole crap ton of weapons. No, I mean just like on him, not necessarily in his bag, but just on him. A short sword, a dagger, um, something that could have a reflective surface. Uh, any of the amulets that they have? Would they be reflective enough? No, it would have to be a larger flat surface than that. Hand axe? Yeah, we'll say a hand axe works. So he pulls out the hand axe, studies the beam of light to figure out its trajectory and everything, mm -hmm. and carefully slides the hand axe into the beam of light so that it reflects the light directly back into the source of the beam. Mm -hmm. Carefully moves forward with it to create an open space and everybody's able to slip through unaffected. As he pulls it back away, it's up to you if you want to try to set the trap off. No. Okay. I only say that because you'll want to remember that it's there, otherwise there's a chance you set it off as you guys come back through, assuming you've survived the rest of the yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, I'll put you guys all right up to here where the stairs are at. I take it back. He's actually going to take the javelin. Mm-hmm. 
Oh wait, no. That one's been used. He has he has a uh, Celine give him one of the poles off the rope. Okay. Takes a little bit of rope, ties the. Um, We're talking one of the ten foot poles. Yep. Okay. Ties the hand axe to it. And he doesn't know what this thing's doing, mm-hmm. so he has like eleven feet of. I'm not in it. Okay. And then he. He just passes it through to break the line without trying to reflect it. So in these two squares here and in these two squares here. Go back to that real quick. Where's that? Uh, uh, He sees... These spikes that come up out of the floor and just go so they pop up out and they're about three feet long and then they retract back down into the floor okay does the little beam go away yeah it it flickers out after that okay cool and now you get to the barracks the hallway leading up to the Dragonborn Barracks is littered with dead and injured kobolds. With the vault on alert, an enormous door of solid brass has sealed off direct access to the forge directly, which is right here. Runes of protection glow on the doors, which make them immune to all damage as long as the forge remains lit. I'm going to say you learned that from your Arcana check as well when you saw that beam of light. Okay. So that means that you know for a fact that the barracks itself is the only access point to to Pyre's Forge. That being said, you immediately see the barracks blocked off by by some sort of potent magical shield, a shimmering barrier that stretches between the walls and floor glowing at the edges with purple light. I got this. Alright, so that's Boom. gonna put Mercer, I assume, like right here. Yep. He pulls out the the, the Doom Hickey and sets it off. With it pointed at the shield. So he, despite how awkward it is, festooned with swinging arms and gears that whirl in an intricate pattern. Arcs of electricity spark between the various moving pieces as the device speeds up. Uh, At this point, you notice Dragonborn on the other side of the barrier, and they look curiously as the resonator, unsure of what to make of this piece of cobalt engineering. A sphere of energy envelops the device. Hold on, hold on. Stop right there just for some flavor here. (laughs) So as they're kind of like looking at, at the device, looking at Mercer, Mercer looks at them. Double birdies. <laughs> well, let me finish this then. Uh, where was I? The dragonborn on the other side of the barrier looked curiously at the resonator, unsure of what to make of this piece of cobalt engineering. A sphere of energy envelops the device, and the air starts to smell of ozone. Suddenly, the sphere disappears. Mechanisms grind to a halt. 
The Dragonborn bellow in laughter at the apparent failure of the invention, but their mirth is suddenly interrupted with a beam of crackling orange energy lashes out and strikes the magical barrier. An explosion of light in the shield ruptures, releasing a shockwave of energy which rips apart the Dragonborn and their barricades. <laughs> oh, I just envision this. They're just sitting there laughing as Mercer's just like this. And all of a sudden it happens. He's just like, <laughs> dang, that's powerful. <laughs> and then it just shuts off. So at this point, he shoves it into his pocket, or into his bag again. Nope, that's not it. There we go. After you guys see all that happen, a very angry red dragonborn, along with two thug dragonborns, uh, come out of the... Okay, we're just going to use the miniatures. And do our best to remember which ones are the bad guys and which one is Esther. You see a dragonborn with a great sword that looks like it is made out of spikes and bone, as well as two dragonborn thugs, and they immediately start to charge at you guys. Uh, so, I assume initiative? Yes, initiative. Eh, <sighs> not so good. Or some Give me just a sec here. Oh, hell yeah, not get the same. So I'm going to have to. This is going to be another one of those things where it's going to take me a few minutes because I'm doing multiple NPCs instead of my normal all of them at once. I'm supposed to do it this way, unfortunately. Otherwise, I just have them all go at the same time. Okay, so locked on. guys are stupid. Alright. Zabak. Right. <clears throat> she got 15. Celine. 13. Esther. 14. Uh, what is Esther's dexterity? Esther's dex is 16. She'll, she will go before locked on. And what did Mercer get? 11. Okay. So it's going to go Tarkantos, Zabak, Esther, Locked On, Selene, Mercer, and killing up the end, the other two Dragonborn. <clears throat> so unfortunately, Mercer had to get up to the front in order to shoot this thing off. Yeah. And so Tarkantos, uh, Comes right up to uh, Mercer. Oh, I, I know it still shows that there, but it's, it's not actually it's not there. So 
5, 10, 15 to right here. And just to clarify, mm -hmm. that charge that he made, you can see in his eyes the utmost ruthless anger about as badly as when uh, Zabak rages. Just to clarify that. What? He's raging. That's what he's trying to lay down. Pretty much. And that's going to be a 19 to hit. Hits. All right. <clears throat> See if Mercer dies. <clears throat> he takes 16 points slashing damage as he feels the uh, spikes of this great sword dig right in and just. Luckily for you, he only gets one attack. <laughs> yeah, that, that would have killed me. <laughs> if he had two. Because Mercer's, like, not in good shape right now. And that makes it Zabak's turn. Crap. Mercer is swearing at him in Gnomish. Zabak, of course, is amazed <coughs> by this turn of events. That's becoming a uh, commonly sounding uh, thing for her. Yes. As it should. So, okay. <laughs> Small segue here. Or rather, complete uh, <clears throat> detour. <laughs> um, Zabak started out as uh, lawful good. Okay. Um, she's kind of going with the flow on this, though. So. She's well, okay. Here, here, here's the question: What is her mindset with going along with this? Like, like the whole adventure or like the specific interaction? Well, no, 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 because I'm assuming you're thinking she needs to go through an alignment shift, correct? Yeah, I'm wondering if, uh, you know, by her condoning some of the things that the rest of the party is doing, should Mercer. It... Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's just be honest here. Pretty much just Mercer. And some of Esther's choices are rather questionable as well. Uh, I'm going to say no for two reasons. Okay. One... She hasn't gone out of her way to just say, yeah, go ahead, you're fine with it, or purposely tried to ignore anything that Mercer has done. And two, there have been times where Mercer does something or says something that should consist of an evil-aligned character, and she steps in and says, all right, hang on a minute here. Wait a sec. Okay. okay. So... All right. I would say while she does condone some of what he does, and it's not necessarily it's for the greater in good. the better in, in the best interest, she knows that he his head is usually in the right place when he does something like that. So okay. and other times, while it might not be, it somehow still reverts back to being in the right place at the right time. So for the most for the most part, she does view. Shut like, up. Just shut up. He's just, a, he's just a necessary evil to <laughs> the greater good, then. Okay, good. I will continue being lawful good for Zabak. Trust me, if she gets to a point where she would go through an alignment shift, You'll I will definitely know. point it out and explain why. Exactly how I did when Mercer went through an alignment change. Uh, all right, here we go. She's enraged by this turn of events. Uh, 
and she's gonna move. Can I move to flank with Mercer? It'd be difficult terrain to move through Tarkanda. She, she has 40 feet. Yeah, of I have 40 feet of movement. Okay, so, so it'd be 5, 10, 15, 20. Aha! Right here. And I technically did not move in or out of Correct. a square, a threatened square. Right. So. They made the base for Tarkanto's extreme. Frick! Double 11! Well, that's still an 18 to hit. That will hit. <laughs> You said 18? Yeah. Yeah, you hit. Because I have a plus 7 with this thing. Frick! Good thing I'm raging. Uh, 8 points of damage. 8 for, points, you said? Yeah, for the first one. Okay. That brings it to... Nice. Claw. <coughs> Alright, and for her next attack. These guys. Oh, yeah, buddy. Oh. 24 to hit for the next one. Totally misses. <laughs> expire. 16 points of damage. How much? 16. Mm, now you gotta make me do math. <laughs> Jeez. What you gotta do about it? You gotta do math, that's what. Man, this last unit they introduced to the kids, I'm like, I didn't learn this in high school, man. Uh, they change things in school all the time. Stupid. And society has shown nine times out of ten that half the crap taught in schools just Freaking does not help you get through life. I'm sitting there thinking, no wonder these kids hate th hate this class. This is absolutely useless. One of the richest guys in the U.S. flat out said one of the easiest lessons that we never teach kids is anytime they earn money, they should put 10% of it into savings and never touch it. Yes. Before they even hit 50. They'll have so much money saved. They'd have over a million dollars. What is this, dragon fruit? Yeah. Mm, is it, smells really good. Is it really good? Is that going to be a backup to the coconut flavor? It's a backup. I did a good job. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> Correction, the coconut is now the backup. <laughs> yes! Okay. Bonus points! Okay, okay, <laughs> you done good, honey. It's dragon fruit. If it has dragon in it in any aspect, I know, I know okay. what I'm talking okay. about. Okay, he bought this ice cream last night. <laughs> okay. Called Dragon's Dream. It is bright purple. <coughs> it tastes like... You know the Golden Graham Square cereals? No, no, no. That's it tastes exactly... like the marshmallows out of Lucky Charms. No, it does not. No. <laughs> no, you're crazy because it's toasted marshmallow. Yes, exactly. It's toasted marshmallow, but it tastes like the Golden Graham, like with the little bear no. on it. It's, that's what it tastes No. He's wrong. Golden right. Grahams taste like cinnamon and sugar. It tastes no. like the marshmallows no, it's got that from nice, Lucky Charms. No, it's got warm, toasty set taste. <laughs> He's just looking at it going, I don't care. It sounds gross. Well, I got this amazing... <laughs> chocolate cherry thing which is way better than his anyway <coughs> it's definitely and the texture is definitely very marshmallowy I'm a sherbet guy but it's like bright purple Do we I get home with picture? the ice cream I pop the lid off and grab a spoon and this one, she's grabbing a bowl and I'm like it's literally it's the color in its own bowl already of my get wrecked scrub t-shirt which is still on sale on our teespring by the way that actually brings me to something that I wanted to talk about real quick. Yes. I have recently started... So whenever we record one of these episodes, I, after I get it edited and everything, and I officially post it, 
usually sometime Monday morning, I have a small list of D&D related Facebook groups that allow me to post the episode to those groups. It's been one of the key ways to get the word out that we have a podcast and everything. It's been one of the keys to our success that our episodes have 40 plus listeners by the end of the week, so to speak. Well, recently, certain groups have started to kind of chastise me a little bit about whether or not I'm allowed to share it. Regardless of my opinion on whether or not they were justified in it, I don't care. What I did want to ask for our listeners is if you guys could do us a huge, huge, huge favor. Word of mouth has been our best friend, regardless of what podcast platform you're listening to. If you could take the episode and share it on your social media, it would help us extensively it doesn't cost you anything to do it except maybe two minutes of your time and that's it everything else the teespring the link to dungeon in a box which is the game that we're playing as well as the link to our facebook group all listed in the description of the episodes and now we get back to the games back uh, just finished. Just just finished her turn. Completed her second attack. Yeah. And now it's Esther's turn. Man, this is some crap. Mind sliver. Make an intelligence saving throw. On Tarkantos. <laughs> yes. Okay. I I'm playing the long game here. Wait, no. If kiddo's personal finance class has taught me anything, is that the long game is for suckers. <laughs> Magic missile! Third level! Can I have two D4? Okay, I gotta ask because I need to know this. Yes. How are you casting Magic Missile? Are you, is it, are you casting as one of your spells or yes. are you ripping a star uh, off the Spell roll? slot. Okay. Third level spell slot. Because I want to be fifth level. Yes. Okay. Eighteen points of damage. Thank you, sir. Again? Yeah, I need more D fours. Like so buy more that dice. I keep. Give me a second. I'll I'll look in the uh, spare bag of. Uh, oh, I don't dice. need to write the second. It's fine. No, no, I have it here. I'm thinking about it. I'll go ahead and do it while you guys are taking your turns. That was Esther's turn. Now it's Lockdown's turn. He takes one step forward. And, uh... <coughs> He's like, alright. I- I'm done dealing with this. Pulls out that fiery Azar Warhammer. Bonus action Thunderous Smite. And as part of his attack action, does his, uh, or as part of the melee attack, does his booming blade action. <laughs> and misses. <laughs> so he still has Thunderous Smite active. Uh, oh boy. If only there was a way to do True Strike as a free action. There's not. No, no, there's not. All right, so it is Sylvian's turn. Uh, wisdom saving throw, vicious mockery. Yes. That is a natural twenty, so twenty-two. Nothing happens. All right. And that brings it to Mercer's turn. 
Run away! <laughs> Man, you got us into this mess. Disengage. Disengage and runs away 25 feet. That way? Yes. Because <laughs> as he's bleeding out and blood's going everywhere. Dude. You said 20 feet? 20 Because uh, he's at 20 feet right there. Yeah, right there's good. Okay. Does he do anything else? Oh, wait, that was his turn, wasn't it? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's taking the action. There's one that you can keep. Aw, oh, thanks, babe. I've got a bunch of spare dice in here. Sweet. I don't remember who it was, but I, this set of dice got... I don't oh. remember where I found this day, these dice set. If I just randomly collected them, or if I found them somewhere, or what, but it's just a random mix of dice. He will he will reach into his bag before his turn's up, essentially, and he will grab a oh, potion. Sweet. Ooh, I like this. He will what? He will grab a potion. Okay. Okay, thank you. That's gonna, that's gonna do me. Um... Since it's in benefit to Mercer, interacting with an object is technically a free action, so if he wants to kick back the potion, I will allow Oh, he very much will. He, he downs one of the greater healing potions that they got from the lab. Okay, I believe that's a 4d4 plus 4. Do you want me to double check it real quick? Um, got it right here. Yep, 4d4 plus 4. I know there's a, a healing potion... A greater healing potion, some other kind of healing potion, and then a superior. Well, superior is like the fourth level up. There's one between greater and superior, because it's 64 plus 6 and then 8d4 plus 8. It always goes up by 2. And I can't remember what that in-between one is. It's just, it's just healing potion, greater healing potion, superior, supreme. Okay, I'm thinking of supreme then. Superior is, yeah, Four, the 6. 8, 9. 13 points back. Woohoo! Oh, I need to roll. This has nothing to do with you guys. This has to do with Tarkantos. Nope. Okay. <coughs> One of his abilities has a recharge effect oh my, in order for him to reuse it, and I didn't roll for the recharge. Alright, <coughs> so that was Mercer's turn. Yep. It is now the Thug's turns. And they both come right up here to the back, and they're both going to swing on her because she is no. the nearest. One of them will have advantage because she's now flanked. The other one will not. And they are both swinging with maces. So we'll do the one with the advantage first. He misses. He, his max roll is a 14, so I know that's a miss. And the second guy misses. Ha uh-huh. ha. Oh, what was that? Oh, I'm sorry. They get two attacks each. Oh, man. Come on. So, second attack is still a 14, so that misses. Ha uh-huh. ha. And last attack. That's going to be a 23. Oh, that's going to hit. Yeah. Luckily, it's one hit out of all of them. For a max damage of eight points bludgeoning damage. They're not happy. Oh, wait, I'm raging. Haha. 
Oh, I didn't see that. I'll need to remember that next time. Okay, and so it goes back up to the top of the line. Tarkantos' turn. He's going to take a swing at uh, Lockdown because he knows that uh, Esther, is, or Esther, Zabak is being dealt with. He is still enraged. Any crits on Locked On. For 16 points, Locked On did not like that at all. Same as Mercer. I mean, I had something I could have done there. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Oh, it was a crit. It wouldn't have mattered. Never mind. Okay, yeah. He didn't enjoy that. Okay. That was Tarkantos' turn. Zabak. Alright then. I don't appreciate the aggression you're showing to me. First attack. Who are you attacking? Nope. You got all three of them around you. Oh crap. Uh, I'm gonna sh I'm gonna invoke attack of opportunity, I guess, and shift around to flank that gray guy with locked on. So it's right here? Yes, you will provoke an attack of opportunity. I accept that. And they miss. Ha! Okay, so that's going to be a 21 to hit. That's a hit. <clears throat> Ooh, okay, that's not bad. <coughs> 14 points of damage for the first attack. Oh, that was so close. Do I have to roll a 20 to crit, or is it a 19 to 20? I'll say 20. Okay. Well, 3.5 that... was the one that specifically yeah. which weapon you got determined what you had to roll to crit. Yeah. All right. So that hits, because I rolled a 19 plus 7. So that's going to be 14 points of damage. Okay. Get wrecked, scrub. Um, actually... I want you to go back and roll another set of d20s for those attacks. What? You should have had advantage on those attacks. She I did. did. Oh, That's oh, why I hit oh. both times. That's right, you were flanking. I, yes. Okay. That's so why I moved to flank. You did another 14, <laughs> is that what you said? Yes. He's not looking too good. Get wrecked. He's really not looking too good. Ha-ha! <sighs> <sighs> okay. Alrighty, that was Zabak's turn. Yeah. Esther's turn. Man, I, I don't appreciate all the aggression in the room. Level 2 magic missile. 
As, as, do you actually say that out loud? Yeah, I don't appreciate all the aggression. Mercer looks at her and goes, He nearly killed me! Well, who attacked him first, man? He did! I'm cleaning up your mess. <laughs> Completely ignoring One could fact. argue that Mercer started it by taking down the wall of fours, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> As he's still grumbling under his breath and no mission. 14 points of damage because I rolled three ones. On Tarkantos? Yeah, 14 points. How'd you hit him? Magic Missile. Oh, oh, okay. 14 points? The same thing I do every time because that's the only spell that I really like. He really not looking too good. Get ripped. I don't think he's going to make it to his next turn. Lockdown's turn. Lockdown is now incredibly angry. (coughs) And... um, on, With the Thunder Smite still you. active and now having advantage on the attack, he, uh, for a little bit of flavor, goes, Go to your room! As he swings as ah! if to knock him back into the barracks. Oh, no, there's a daddy joke in there somewhere, but I'm, I, I don't care to try right and now. And that's a 17 to hit, so it hits. Yeah. So... I, and I'm going all out with this because this is like the one time he's been able to pull this off in the last four episodes. That's six. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Back up a sec. That's 2d6, not 2d8. So I need standard damage, thunderous damage. And then the booming blade damage. Don't forget to D6 for the weapon. That's right, that's right. Okay, so five, seven points of bludgeoning for the initial hammer. Dang. Another point of fire, so that's eight. Eight plus seven is 15. 16, 17, 18, 19, so 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 more points of thunder from Thunderous Smite. He's up to 19. And then another 2 points of thunder from Booming Blades. That's 22. The guy can't make a strength attack or a strength saving throw because he's dead. So Uh, you just see his body as he gets embedded with the crush of the hammer go Wow. That was quite dramatic. I'm going to make this guy, for your guys' benefit, make a dexterity saving throw to avoid getting smacked into as this guy goes flying back into him. No! Okay, so Tarkantos' dead body (laughs) flies into this guy and knocks him prone as Tarkantos is now down. Zabak sees the jawbone great sword that he was swinging laying on the ground and locked on looks down and goes go for it oh you're done right picks it up you'll want to hang on to that for when we deal with pyre nice okay so give me the stats it's just a great sword right oh. now well okay i take that back it is magical <clears throat> this magical sword is made from the toothy jaw of some unknown beast rumors 
say it once belonged to the daughter of Lux who displeased her, but if Tarkantos knows, he isn't telling. Because he's dead. <laughs> the jawbone of That's Tarkantos' greatsword functions as a plus one greatsword. Because the magical bone is much lighter than metal, this greatsword has a finesse property, and the wielder can apply the proficiency bonus to attack rolls made with it, even if they are not normally proficient with greatswords. Nice. <laughs> so, what does that mean for its stats? You're going to have to hold my hand on this one. It's the basic stats for a greatsword. Mm-hmm. 26. Yes, but you get a plus one to attack and damage rolls with it as well. Oh, nice. So... It's a two-handed weapon, so you won't be able to use the great axe or the 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 ore. The ore is bladed. two-handed too. Huh? The ore is two-handed too. That's my point. You won't be able to use the bladed ore and the great sword at the same time. Oh yeah, I know, I get that. So it's two two d six plus your strength modifier plus one. Remind me, what does it mean when it says something has the finesse property? It means you can use your dexterity. Ooh. Well, Zavak's not going to do that. Zavak <laughs> <laughs> is stronger than she is dexterous. Yeah. So, yeah. I keep getting finesse and thrown mixed up because I keep thinking if something has the finesse property, that means it's light enough to be thrown. Well, but it has to specifically say thrown property to be able to be thrown. Well, I mean, you can technically throw anything. Whether or not it's going to be effective is... It's another story. Exactly. The reason why I say that is because I I was looking at light hammers for Lockdown. He has a light hammer from when you guys first encountered him. He picked one up off one of the kobolds, and it happened to be... This is a little out-of-game knowledge. You don't actually know this because he hasn't actually used it. He technically doesn't even know this, but the light hammer he picked up is actually a returning light hammer. Oh, bro. So he can throw it, and it comes back to him. He's never had a reason to use it, though, because he's been using spells this whole time. (laughs) Well, he he did beam someone on the head with it, but he was... Yeah, he just swung it as a melee weapon. Speaking of getting brained... Something fell off the top of the bridge. Oh, Crane me today! Jeez. When I kiss small St. Germain bottles, I'm cracking. I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> One of I the cats has gotten in the habit of jumping on the refrigerator. So I had empty bottles lined up on one side to act like a wall. Yeah, a little and barrier. That basically kept him off. Well, because the fridge vibrates when it, when the. Yeah. The refrigerator Open turns clothes, on. It shifts around. Eventually, those bottles kind of migrate towards the edge of the fridge. So when she opened up the door, bang! It, it, it was a corner of the bottle, too. Ooh. Yeah, I felt... Ooh, it was pretty tender right there. <laughs> Luckily, I got a thick skull. So that was Lockdown's <laughs> turn. It is now Celine's turn. Come on, Celine. <coughs> and you just see Lockdown go... And stay in there! Celine Navidad. <laughs> Celine Navidad. You're playing on words with people's names, my gosh. <laughs> Come on, Locked On is right. How do you spell Locked On? L A C H D A N. Oh, well, I totally freaked it up for TikTok. I'm sorry. Yeah, I put that joke on TikTok. Well, I got it from an NPC name off of Diablo 3. Okay. But that character's name was Locked Diamond. He was the one who 
he was one of the knights that killed King Leoric. And he specifically said he was the one that delivered the final blow that killed Leoric when he went insane. Cool. Selene taps Mercer on the shoulder. Is it going to be an issue if Esther starts calling him, like, Locke? Or Don? Um, you know he's been okay with getting called Locke, because that's what Mercer's been calling him. Uh. <laughs> uh. Although, at the same time, he also doesn't really care. It's when people start making fun of his name he might have an issue. So she shouldn't pick up a sugar packet and say, hey, drop your name tag. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> because the packet says sugar on it, hey, you dropped your name tag. It only really works in a restaurant. It's it's a really it's cheap flirtation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Calling a girl sugar. Yeah, that went way over. I don't, think, I don't think James has a lot of game. He's married. He doesn't need it anymore. Oh. I'll be honest, never had any. <laughs> wow. Ooh. Take away the matches. He's burnt himself. Jeez, dude. That wasn't just a burn. That was I doused myself in gasoline. <laughs> that was a complete, type of burn. complete immolation. What does Celine do? So she she does uh, cure wounds on Mercer, and then she uh, looks at Locke and goes, uh, "Double check. Be healed for seven points." He kind of looks back over shoulder. Thank you. That's what she does. Because we are definitely going to rest before we go into Pyre's fight. Oh, yeah. The barracks would be a perfect spot for it, too. <coughs> There's beds. And we have a dome that's impenetrable. Exactly. All right. So that was Celine's turn. It is Mercer's turn. Is Mercer going to... Mercer's going to move up now. To where he can have line of sight on the one guy. Yep. So that's just 20 feet right back to here. Yep. He still has five feet of movement if he chooses to use it. Yep. Um, and the guy who's standing up, uh, bonus action, force uh, cannon, does a 17 hit. Oh, absolutely. He takes seven points force damage from that and is pushed five feet back. He takes how many points? Seven. Hold on, hold on, stop. Hold on, I'm waiting. I get to a point where I'm tired enough that math is just impossible. <coughs> Cantos is dead. You said... Seven. Seven, thank you. Twenty-five, and he's pushed back five feet. Yep. Back to there. And then a 20 to hit. Yeah, hits. And he takes an additional 12 points of fire damage. As he's a force bolt? No, fire bolt. Yeah, fire bolt. Yep. How much? Uh, 12. 
You're not looking too good no more. You knocked him down to less than half of his hit points. You're all too sad that you They don't have a lot of hit points. <laughs> That's Mercer's turn. Yep. And now it's the thug's turn. They'd be uh, peeved off. So, move him over here for right now. This guy spends half his movement standing up. And then, how much movement does he have? Okay. 5, 10, 15, right up to Mercer, which was a really stupid idea, but he doesn't care. And then 5, 10, right up here to the back, because he can't really get to locked on. Ah. Um, and they each take a swing, one on Mercer, one on the back. So the one on Mercer. Cutting words. Meh. Eh? Cutting words, reaction. Oh. He has to subtract four from his roll. So six misses. And then the one on Esther. Esther, gosh. Zabak. Tortle's name is Zabak. Yeah. That's going to be a dirty 20 to hit her. Blame the dice, don't blame me. I am blaming you, though. They're your dice. I mean, I For guess. max damage again, eight points bludgeoning. Hi. I'm raging. Yeah, so you still look better than the rest of us. That is their turn. Tarkantos is dead, so it is Zabak's turn again. Alright. Well, I did not appreciate that. And I'm still flanking, right? Yeah, because Lockdown's on the other side of that guy. Yeah, ooh, that's going to be 24 <coughs> to hit. It's going to be what? 24 to hit okay. for minimum damage, of <laughs> course. Um, seven points of damage. Okay. Hang on a sec. I'm so angry, I can't even hit you as hard as I seven want to. Seven points? Yes. Okay. And the next one is going to be a 19 to hit. Jesus <laughs> Minimum damage again? One up. Not quite. So another eight points of damage? No. Yes. Eight points of damage. Man, crap. you better do something! Even at minimum damage, you still almost knocked him down to half of his HP. Well, alright. That was the back's turn. It's now Esther's turn. Where's your, uh, oh, you have a on, never mind. Yeah. All right. Esther's like, man, stop beating up my friends. Um... <laughs> I better not do Firebolt here, I think. <laughs> Marcia just did. Oh, yeah, I guess I could. Why would you think you couldn't do Firebolt? Ah, uh, it's not Fireball. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. All right, so what do I add to... Marcia would still do it. What do I add? Jesus. You would. I he know would. You would. As an artillerist, you get Firebolt at ninth level. Oh, man, that's cool. You get Firebolt as a cantrip at first Fireball. Level. We said bolt. I know. What do I add? We're all tired. What, 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 how, uh, go slowly. What do I add? For what? Oh, my range spell attack. How do I... So, it's your going to be... Spell or so your spellcasting... Modifier, so you're a sorcerer, charisma. It's going to be your proficiency plus your charisma modifier. It's not going to be very high. 
To hit them? That's a hit. Oh, frick yeah! They're not that hard to hit. Yeah! Santos was, was difficult to hit. And he wasn't even that hard to hit. The Azars were probably more difficult than he is. Uh, oh, yeah! Okay, it's on fifth level. Two D10. Thank you. Don't. I've already oh. seen four of them. What were you going for? I was, I grabbed my two D10s. He said, I'm like, thanks for short circuiting my thought process, buddy. That's gonna be 12 points. Oh, uh, Firebolt? Yes! Oh, wait, no, they're not flaming guys, so it's cool. Yeah, well you were talking Firebolt, Firebolt, I didn't know what you were doing. Aha! She shot at this guy? Yeah. Direct scrub! That should be that one. And that was 12 points of damage. Okay, he's really, really, really not looking good. Man. And that was Esther's turn. Yes. Lockdown's turn. I'm debating, I'm debating, I'm debating. Easy joke, not going to do it. Oh, potato, okay, potato. so he's going to do something he hasn't done before, but can do. He is going to expend sorcery points to quicken spell True Strike on himself, and then as a standard action, Swing with the hammer and do booming blade. As he kind of chuckles real quick and goes, You walked up to your doom, buddy. Wait, I take that back. Retcon that. He already has advantage because he's flanking with frickin' Zabak. Shut up. I was laughing at something else. Uh-oh. What? I, I tried to give him advantage on his attack and then realized he already has advantage on his attack. So, uh, yeah, for now he is just going to, um, he's just going to booming blade it. Oh, no. With the, uh, with the, the Warhammer. Uh, it's a 17 to hit, so he hits. That's the hammer, that's the fire, that's the thunder damage. Okay, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. As this guy goes down, he goes, you're dead. Boof! He goes down. Now he's going to expend two sorcery points and bonus action cast... Or quicken spell cast firebolt at this guy. Yeah, he hits. You can tell Lockdown's just like sick and tired of dealing with these guys and wants to get to Pyre. Oh! One point syndrome! One point syndrome! Yay! No. 
Because you see this guy take a firebolt to the face and he's just like... <coughs> it's Selene's turn. Selene's going to shift over near Lockdown and Mercer so she can see him. Right here? Yep. And then cash, cast uh, Vicious Mockery as a cantrip. So Wisdom saving throw for me. Does it matter if he makes the saving throw or not? Is he going to take damage? Uh, no. If he saves, he won't. Because it's, oh, okay. it's just a cantrip. So Wisdom? Yep. Oh, shoot. Yeah, it's an 18. Alright, so nothing happens. Dang it. <laughs> uh, so that's Selene's turn. Mm -hmm. Mercer's turn. Don't miss. <laughs> you say that. I already, I, already, I already had this plan. Do you realize what you've just done? Uh, Mercer yeah. walks right up to him. I, I pulled the DM card that allows me to have fun on what James considers to be the bad luck move. Yeah. So Mercer walks point blank up to the Dragonborn. Right to here? Yep. Puts his wand right on his chest. Cast Firebolt. Fireball? Firebolt. At disadvantage? Mm -hmm. Why would you do it at disadvantage? Because Mercer is aggravated. And so, you know. But that's going to be a 21 to hit. So he just, boom! Okay. Have you ever watched Stargate Atlantis? Yeah. Okay. So you know Ronan, the, the runner guy who has that little pistol that shoots like a 12-gauge double-barrel shotgun? Yeah. But as a small pistol? That's essentially what you just did is you walk up to this guy, put it right up to his chest, and poof! As this nice watermelon-sized hole. Yeah, because that's 16 points of damage. Blasts right through his chest, and he just... <laughs> falls down dead. Ah. <laughs> Lockdown picks up the mace that the guy was carrying and goes, it's not really a hammer, but I don't care. Hands it out to Mercer. <laughs> <laughs> right to the back he goes. And Mercer proceeds to uh, scrounge around these guys. Take every, basically strip them for anything that's worthwhile. Okay, so the only thing Tarkantos had on him that was worth anything, Zabak picked up, which was the 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 jawbone. The two other guys had leather armor. So two sets of leather armor, two maces, two heavy crossbows with sixteen bolts each. And each of them had eleven gold worth of jewelry, silver jewelry, on them. Each of them. And then Mercer's going to proceed to scrounge around the barracks to see if he finds anything else. Okay, so give me an... 15. Okay. So, of all of the other dead bodies, 
you find a total of 500 gold pieces worth of adornments. And you find a single dragon forged armament hiding under one of the beds. I rolled a 19 by itself. I know what it is. It's going to be a... Is a light crossbow a simple ranged weapon? No, not that I'm aware. Let me double check. I don't think so. No, then it's going to... If not, it's going to be a a javelin because I know that's a simple ranged weapon. Just go with the javelin. Okay. It'll be a a flaming javelin. Um, does 3d6 fire damage to all creatures within 5 feet of the target when it is hit. So it's like a miniature, uh, like a miniature fireball, but it only hits within a 5 foot radius. So the last thug goes down as Mercer blows a hole through him. What are you guys doing now? Search the room. That's right, you did that. I, I already told you that, because you found the armament, you found the the adornments and everything. What else are you doing? Uh, <laughs> at that point, Celine will cast her Lehman's Tiny Hut. And we are Inside the barracks? Yep. And we are going to rest. Alrighty. Get all our spell slots back, all that goodness. Let's see this man. Mm-hmm. This back over here. This here. Alright. So you guys have come into the barracks. Unlike the past times, you guys actually have access to comfortable beds. Along with whatever the Newman's Tiny Hut grants you as well. Uh, Eight hours later... Spell ends and you are all rested up. Anything else you're going to do before you prepare to move forward? Um, Mercer asks Locke, "Does he, do you know if he has, if Pyre has any weaknesses? Since you've been around." Uh, that's a very good question. No. Even if he did, he doesn't know. He goes, I've never personally met higher. I've never been this far into the vault. My work has gone as far as that embodiment of water back there where the pier and the ballista were at. Okay. The rest of this has all been rumor up to this point. I can potentially find out some of his weaknesses. I can find out potentially if he has any weaknesses. Um, Your spells all consist with lightning and or thunder, correct? For the most part? Technically, yes, but I have a unique ability that allows me to change that energy if I so choose. Okay. I will... So... For the first... So when we first get in there and we get into the point of starting combat and I... The first thing I will do is I will invoke my compass and figure out if he has any weaknesses. If he does, I will just call it out. I will, like if it's if he's. You're specifically looking for weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like if if 
He has weakness to ice. I'm gonna just, I'll just say ice. Okay. And then I'm going to use the next round. I'm going to use my secret weapon. Okay, so you're going to do this after you guys get in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. The reason I ask that is because I know what's going to happen when you go in there as well. So. Well, I can't. I mean, it's one of those like I can't do. Like I can't, well, I have to be able to see him to do it. Right. this. <clears throat> Alright. So, uh, what order do you guys want to go in? Uh, well, meat shields first. Then uh, myself and Celine. Do, 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 do. And Esther in the back. Yep. Alright. So, let me see here. We Question for you, real quick. What's up? So you mentioned the way back, like I think two games ago. You mentioned oh, something about keeping track of all the wyvern scales I had. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that. I have yet to run into anything with or that. You have what? We've yet to really run into anything for that. Like, is it is it just not yet come to pass? Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, it works. <coughs> All right. So, as you advance past the barracks into this, well, past this area, as soon as you get to these stairs here. Are uh, the stairs going up or down? Up. Can I see Pyre from where I'm at? Because, I mean, in theory, it looks like I would be able to. Five, ten... This level is 10 feet above this area. Correct, but he's a adult dragon. He's got to be at least... He's a large dragon. So he should be at least, like, what, 10, 15 feet tall? So I should at least be able to see his head. Yeah, I'll give that to you. Okay, so since I can already see him, Mm -hmm. I use the compass. Okay, you're looking for weaknesses? Yep. As an action. Find nothing. Alright. Does he notice us yet? Let me read this. As you get past the vault, or the... As you get past the barracks, the magical lanterns that light the rest of the vault are absent here. The only illumination comes from the molten metal within the forges, providing only dim light. The ceilings in the room are now taller and reach up to 40 feet high. Molten metal pours from the forges to the room, gathering in channels that run through the forge, as you can see right here. <clears throat> Inside, you see Pyre lurking around, seething with rage as to the fact that his hopes have been destroyed for vengeance against Lux, when suddenly. I smell adamantine, the purest I've ever smelled before. 
Come closer, young rock gnome. Tell me, what pleasure do I owe for such a valued divine metal? So, I got like, we also walk forward. Um, and as we're walking forward, you um, got, what point do you want to stop? Uh, because anywhere in here, from this stairway up, is where it's now dim light, only glowing by the molten metal. Uh, well, we can only move 25 feet. Max. At the moment, if they're, if everyone's staying surrounded with me. So 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. So, you, so locked on and Zabat can get to the top of the stairs. Yep. Is that as far as you want to yeah. go there? Yep. And then as, as we're doing that, and he's, he's making that, that little talk, um... Does he have any immunities? Any immunities? Yes. Those are the two things I'm most curious about. What kind of immunities are we looking for? It just for? says any. So if he has any immunities, I'm allowed to know him. He is immune to fire, and he is immune to being frightened. So... Well, because there's damage immunities and condition immunities. That's why I'm asking. It says any immunities. Okay. All right, so then, yeah, that's his immunities. So, um, yeah, so he, as, so after that happens, he's, well, ultimately, long story short, I need to use your forge. Do you even know what it is you're carrying? What beast resides within? Oh, there's something inside it? I just knew it was a giant 50-pound chunk of a pure adamantium. So you know nothing of the creature inside that thing? Nope. Then you would also know that you are least likely to have the ability to control such a creature. I have no desire to control it. Then you're a fool to try to open such a thing. I just want the metal. That's all I care about. Perhaps we can come to an arrangement then. I possess a great deal of treasure even in just this room. For an exchange of your creature, I will allow you to keep the adamantine shell and my treasure. <laughs> First guy looks at the party. Lots, lots of treasure, and I get, to keep, I get, I get to keep the shell. He just wants the creature, and I don't, know. I didn't even know there was a creature inside it. It was that. That's kind of a steal. Yeah, man, go for it. Lockdown kind of stops, looks back at you with the most utter confused look. Like, are you freaking kidding me right now? Uh, I look at Lock. I'm like. <laughs> he got short, and he leans in real close. He goes, "I really can't do anything to him." <laughs> what does he? What does he say back to me? It doesn't want to tell me that. Jeez. <laughs> he looks back and he goes, I don't care what he's offering you. 
he needs to die, not what happened to take out Pyre so that Aurora can claim his death to take out Lux? It, it, this is all comes down to a, a role play scenario, so it doesn't matter which decision you choose. I know what's going to happen regardless of which direction you want to take this. I just know how Lockdown would react at this point. Well, he looks at Lockdown and goes, in a real quiet voice, You better pull out the big guns because I can't do anything. Force cannon! <laughs> Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to learn more about us, you can find us on Facebook at The LARP Channel. Until next time, stay safe and have fun.